Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Lord, we just ask today that you'd share your heart with us and that you would do good things. We thank you for every blessing that you've given us. And we ask that you would speak, you would move, you would encourage, you would lift hope, that you would strengthen us in your word, in faith, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Awesome. And as Karen did, you know, thank you, you guys, for who came out yesterday. Uh, it was a bit chilly, but the sun was shining and we had people crawling all over the place, including on the roof and in dark rooms that haven't been, you know, looked at for a long time. So this place is schmick right now. And uh, thank you to just everyone. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, hey, today I want to share uh, on, on uh, what I've called God's standard for living. God's standard for living. I want to start in Ephesians 1.11, and it says, In him we have obtained an inheritance. Say inheritance. We have obtained an inheritance. Just dwell on that for a minute. In him we have obtained an inheritance. Now that word have means we've already got it. We've already got an inheritance from Jesus, having predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. There's a lot of people who get very caught up on this word predestined, and it can be a confusing topic if we try and think too much about it. So I've found it helps not to think about it. Is that okay? Just don't even think about it. God will have his way. And he's in control. And if you've heard the gospel, you've been predestined. That's the way I look at it. If someone has had the opportunity to hear the gospel, and even if they hasn't, have, haven't, we don't know what happens between the moment they, they supposedly leave and then the gospel hits them somewhere halfway in between. God, God is so mysterious. But the gospel, I believe, is available to all mankind, everyone. And so that he's predestined, I believe, that all would actually hear his name, would glorify him and have the opportunity to respond. And so we here this morning have had that opportunity. So we've been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Your life matters. Your life counts to the kingdom of God. What you do and what you don't do has an effect on the kingdom. Now, you might say, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm just a you know, little person here. No one knows what I'm doing. God knows your heart. He knows what he's planted in your life. And you may have just that little prayer that needs to be prayed for someone, your neighbor or someone around you. You may be the breakthrough for someone waiting right now. Your prayers may be needed to be sown into the soil of heaven this morning for someone else. And you have that unique gift and calling for breakthrough. God's standard of living for you is very high. Don't ever settle for the enemy's second best. The enemy often throws us second best before God releases best. Ever found that? 
Sometimes we settle for something and we think this is, this is just what I've got to settle for in life. And I, maybe you've battled through stuff for quite a while and it's been a tough battle. And so you're a little bit battle weary. You ever had that where you're battle weary? And then what do you do? You let down your guard and you settle for second best. God's standard for you is not second best. God's standard for you is absolute best. And oftentimes the enemy will try and come and he'll try and give us second best, which is the counterfeit. You know, counterfeit looks very close to the real thing. Really close. I couldn't pick a counterfeit note from a real note unless it was real obvious. Uh, And many of us couldn't because that's what the enemy does. He tries to come in and, and give us something that looks like the real thing, but it's not the real thing. And if we are in accordance with his purpose, we can tell the difference. It's really important that we know our identity in Christ. If we know our identity in Christ, then we can tell the counterfeit from the real thing. Because it's got to look like Him. It's got to glorify Him. Sometimes we make decisions out of pressure or obligation or, uh, you know, just situations that are going on around us or or maybe we are just absolutely at our wit's end. And so we just make that decision. But when we make decisions that aren't God's standard, we're forgetting our identity. We're forgetting that we, and Christiane sang a song this morning, that we're royalty. We're actually forgetting that we inherit the royal family. I wouldn't want to inherit this royal family here on earth. You know, what a crazy messed up bunch of people, but just like us. But we look to heaven as our gold standard, if you like, heaven standard. And that's the standard for your life. You may have never really thought about it like this. You may have thought, well, this is just my lot in life and I've got certain issues in my life. I, I just, this is just what I do. But God has a standard for you, even in your mind, that is royal, that is kingly, it's priestly, it's queenly, it's royal. And so when you actually realize my identity in Christ is actually royalty, we need to sometimes forget about thinking the way we used to think. God doesn't judge you on your past failures. He's looking to our present, which will determine our future. Our present today, the decisions we make today, we've already made mistakes years ago, weeks ago, months ago. They're done and dusted. But what are we going to do today to affect tomorrow? What decisions are we going to make today that will determine tomorrow? That's what really matters, isn't it? Sometimes we are so caught up on looking at that dangled carrot ahead of us. Oh, if only I can have that. If only life could be like that or everyone else has this or it would be great when this happens in my life. What about the now? What about this very morning? What about tomorrow morning? What about this week? What are we handling? What's God given us to manage well with? Because that's going to determine what tomorrow looks like. Our identity is in Jesus. And when we realize that we have inherited this priestly calling and this priestly kingdom, we realize that his standard now becomes our standard. So when we begin thinking like the old person, when we think negative thoughts, when we think negative thoughts about others, but also about ourselves, we're not thinking royalty anymore. We're thinking like a slave again. He has brought you and me out of slavery 
He's brought us out of slavery into a new way of thinking. Ephesians calls it the new man, one new man. It's a new way of thinking. And, and sometimes we, we may be a hundred times a day, we might need to remind ourselves, I am in, I've received an inheritance of royalty. I'm in the royal family. I'm in the real royal family. The king's royal household. And if you look at what, the king's royal household get, they get everything. They get everything. They think very, very highly of themselves. They know that they have every resource available to them. And this is what we have. We remember that you have resources. You have the kingdom of God at hand. You have kingdom resources around you. Sometimes we just need to tap in by faith. We just need to tap in by faith. I've told you many times that there's been a few seasons in our life, particularly where we're really journeying through some stuff and challenging stuff. And, and uh, I've told you about how Karen, at one stage, we, we just needed the Word of God. She put up verses all over our house on every single kitchen cupboard. You know, the cup, cup cupboard had something and the, the drawers, the, the cutlery, I mean, the, the plates had a, had a Bible verse on it. Everything had a Bible verse on it. And it's a good way to remind you sometimes that remember your royalty. You're not a slave. Whenever you begin thinking like a slave, tell yourself, I am not a slave anymore. And when you start thinking negative thoughts about yourself or about other, th other people, it's so often interesting when you ask people, when they say, oh, you know, they're, they're thinking this about me. And you, you look at them and you go, really? I don't think they're ever thinking that about you. Most people are not thinking about you as much as you think, you think, they're, think they're thinking about you. You know what I mean? They're not even thinking about you. They're, they're worrying about themselves. So stop worrying about all that stuff because that's the enemy's counterfeit. That's the enemy. He'll try and steal, kill and destroy what God has ordained for you and your royalty. So don't think like that anymore. And I know it may take a while because it might have been 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years of thinking like a slave. Remind yourself you are not a slave. You might have to put it up on the back of the toilet door. I am not a slave. I am royalty. Or wherever you find it comfortable to put notes and signs and things like that. Whatever you have to do, do it. Because the enemy will war against your mind. And, and there's been so, many, so much stuff written about you know, the, the battle that goes on in the mind. But it's real, isn't it? For humans, it's real. Now, we're not facing necessarily a physical persecution and a whole lot of other stuff like they might be in some nations. We're so free, we, we just don't even know what to do with our freedom. We're bored with our freedom. But in our mind, there is a battle. And the enemy knows that that's territory he can take. If he can put toxic thoughts in, negative thoughts in, uh, fear, doubts, anxiety, depression, all of this stuff weighs us down. That's where we need to win the battle. And how do we win the battle? With his weapons, not with ours. See, sometimes we go to the wrong war chest to win the battle. We go to our war chest, and, and what have we got in the war chest? We open the war chest and we go, oh, I got that uh, motivational book that I read a few years ago. That might help. Oh, that's right. I've got that outfit that I feel really good in. I'm going to wear that one today. Hopefully that'll make this depression lift off me. Uh, look, I'm, I'm going to go to every resource and uh, look, I'm going to go to every GP I can until someone tells me what I finally want to hear. There's nothing wrong with going to GPs, but sometimes we do that instead of going to the kingly war chest. And there's a kingly war chest sitting here. 
And we need to open that up sometimes and remember the Word of God is like a double-edged sword. It's so powerful, it divides between joint and marrow. It gets right in there. The Word of God gets right in there. And it will pierce things that nothing else can pierce. It will cut through issues that we've gone to the wrong war chest for. And sometimes we spend months in this war chest, don't we? It's like, oh, come on, there's got to be something in here. So what about that person that I spoke to a year ago? Ring them up and have a conversation. No, that didn't work. Or maybe it gave me a, a day's little boost. So we're digging through the war chest. You know, out, out goes this. We're filing through it. And we're going through, oh, that movie, that was a good movie. That made me feel good. You know, the, and, and you all have your movies. For, for Karen, it's Pride and Prejudice, you know. I, I always know when there's something going on in our house because there's two girls in my bed and Pride and Prejudice is on. And I walk into the bedroom and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and watch the footy or we'll go and ride motorbikes or something manly for a while. Because you've got to balance out the estrogen and the testosterone in a household, don't you? And it's like... I quite like Pride and Prejudice, but about, about number 65 watching, I, I think I've, I'm done. Anyway, enjoy it. Enjoy it. But th this is what we do as humans. Let me tell you some other war chest of our modern era. iPhones, that's in the war chest. There's got to be something in here. Scroll, scroll, scroll. There's got to be some answer to my problem in this issue. Scroll, scroll, scroll. There's got to be an answer. Let me give you another big one, Netflix. It's a huge, it's in this war chest. In fact, it takes up the whole war chest. It's so big. You know why? Because it's an endless vortex of possible solutions. There's got to be a series that can get me out of this depression. There's got to be something on here. If you're like me, sometimes I need a bit of motivational inspiration for athleticism and just working out and running and and so up comes YouTube of you know fastest 5k or fastest 10k or you know the latest CrossFit workout or something like that and so I'm watching it and then within an hour I'm out there trying it uh, because we need that motivation but it doesn't last very long does it material things earthly things will fade away but when we dig from the king's war chest when we when we dig from the big one the big war chest, and, and there's this, this old Bible in there that we blow off the dust and we open it up, and revelation comes forth. Why? Because it's so sharp. And it might tell you, repent. It might tell you, don't do that sin anymore. Stop thinking like that. You're thinking like a slave. He's broken the chains that have bound you in your past, and he's given us a, an inheritance an inheritance, a free ticket to heaven. It's, it's weird that us as humans don't want that. I mean, it's baffling, isn't it? You know, that, that there's, half a, well, there's half the population of the world right now that don't necessarily believe in Jesus, roughly, statistically. And that, and that if we preach the gospel to all of them, that many wouldn't want that. I mean, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Free ticket to eternal life with Jesus Christ. Freedom from this body and from sickness and depression and all this stuff is awaiting those who believe in Jesus. This is our inheritance. But he gives us a deposit on that inheritance. And his name is Holy Spirit. And he seals our salvation. When we believe in him, we are sealed with his salvation. Let me tell you what the enemy tries to do. John 10.10, 10. the thief, Satan, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. 
Jesus says, I come, came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is God's standard for your life. Abundant life. You know, in the southern region of Adelaide, I heard it said recently, or I don't know, in the last year or two, that there's a heaviness on the south, speaking about churches and Christianity. And for a moment, I said, yeah, that, that's probably true. And then I thought, no, I don't accept that. I don't accept that. Just because there's more churches out north or something like that doesn't mean it's any different than anywhere else. We still see people saved, healed. We can preach the gospel. We can come and worship in church. We can do whatever we like because that's God's standard. And sometimes people have said dumb things to you and you've eat, eaten it. And you've accepted it about yourself. You need to get rid of some of those words. Some of those words that have held you back like you're not good enough or you can't speak or you can't do this or you can't do that. If it's not God's word, don't receive it. Because sometimes we carry baggage that other people have put on our back that's not ours to carry. We, we've been carrying it around for years Someone said this, or you know, you're not any good at this, or you're this, or now maybe you used to be, but maybe you're not like that anymore. They still know the person from five years ago, but you've changed. Everyone changes, everyone changes. And so, on this journey, we've got to learn to give ourselves grace as well as other people. And sometimes, when we journey through this life of inheritance, we realize we, we, we go from one day thinking, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to, got to do this to please everyone else. And we begin thinking like a slave. And then we realize, hang on, I'm a son. I'm a daughter of the most high. I'm royalty. I'm free. And so we've got to keep that momentum in our life of the word of God. Satan will continually come to try and steal your freedom, steal your joy. He might even put slogans out there. Like, like I said, someone might say something with even authority. Ever found that? When someone says something with authority, and you know what takes it to a whole nother level when they say it with an American accent? It's like, whoa. A whole nother level. And then if they've got a bright Pentecostal jacket on and slicked hair, it's, it's a whole nother level. When we realize that God's plan for us is abundant life, don't accept anything less. If we accept less, we're living with a poverty mentality. And believe me, God's will is not to enforce you to be poor. His will is not to enforce you to always carry around a heaviness and a, and a burden that doesn't give you any joy. I find it... Um, Interesting to, you know, we think of heaven, we think of freedom, and we think of joy and life. And then if we think of life here, sometimes we think, oh, well, I'm not sure whether, whether that's God's plan. But God's will is that we would receive a deposit of heaven here on earth. Now, we're not going to see the fullness of heaven. Uh, the, the, the idea that heaven on earth, I don't think heaven is going to come to earth and all of a sudden we're just going to get changed into heavenly beings here on earth. No, that's what heaven's for. That's what eternity's for. However, we get a deposit of it here and we are the temples. We are the temples of the Holy Spirit. We are the releases of the kingdom of God. And so, of course, we're called to have abundant life. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says this, But you are a chosen race. This is talking to God's people. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. 
that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's your destiny. That's your calling. That's who you are. Whenever you begin thinking lesser than that, remind yourself you're a royal priesthood. You're called to display his excellence here on earth and his will and give glory to him. You're called to uh, call others out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is a big, big calling. Let me read you a quote from Gianni Versace. Now, classy dude, right? Classy dude. In the past, people were born royal. Nowadays, royalty comes from what you do. I don't actually believe that. I disagree with him. Royalty comes from what family you're a member of. It's not what you do. See, when it's Versace, it's all about the bling, right? Amazing bling, looking good, sounding good. But if it's about what we do, then we're going to work really, really hard. And what does that do? It makes us a slave. Straight away puts us back into slavery. Slavery to a system, slavery to pleasing people, slavery to trying to earn our salvation. That is not how we get royalty. We get royalty and we get a ring on our finger from Jesus Christ himself. Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so by being part of this family, we begin to think differently. Abundant life, royalty. When you think about your finances, begin thinking about royalty. Now, you might have a whole stack of bills that you can't pay, but you're going to have to start believing at some stage. Whether it's now or whether it's really desperate, I urge you to believe now. You might be in the good times, take it now. You might be in the bad times, take it now. Because sooner or later, we're forced to, to, to test our faith, aren't we? And when we do it now, we receive it by faith. And that might mean God gives us wisdom, gives us people, gives us counsel, gives us good people around us who can help us through our struggles. But if we just try and we're eating from the wrong war chest all the time, we're just going to get the same result time and time again. And we're flicking through the sheets and the pillows and all this stuff in this war chest when all the while there's some swords and some word of God and some classy stuff waiting for us in the kingdom war chest. Remember that you always have a kingly war chest at your hand. The Bible says in Matthew, the kingdom of God is at hand. That means it's very close. Very, very close. You have the tools to solve everything that God puts in front of you. He will not give you more than you can carry. That's what the Bible says. So whatever you're carrying right now, whatever you're facing right now, you are fully equipped for. You might just need to look in the right war chest. You might need to look in the good one. It might only be a few things in there and they might not be what you want to go for because you haven't really wanted to go into some of those things because it's easy to file through this stuff, Netflix and scrolling and pillows and cushions and motivational books. They're all good, but they're not going to cut through between soul and spirit. They're not going to pierce the real issues of life. God's standard for you is incredible. Don't ever do deals with the enemy. Don't do deals where you settle on second best just because that's easiest. That's doing a deal with the enemy. God's called you to a higher calling, a higher standard, and his best for you is incredible. Abundant life. Let's stand this morning. I want to just pray that over everyone.
Yeah, just lift your hands. I want to read 1 Peter over us again as a, as a church family. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Lord, we just decree that, we receive that, and we believe that today. We choose to put on the, the king's king, uh, crown of righteousness this morning and of hope and of destiny. And Lord, we pray this morning that you would release your abundant life. Your abundant life, where we've been thinking like a pauper, where we've been thinking in a poverty mentality, and we've been thinking negative thoughts about ourselves and everyone else around us. We get rid of that stuff today. We repent of that stuff today. That slavery mentality. We lay it at the foot of the cross and we ask, Lord Jesus, that you'd place that crown on our head that would help us to think differently, that would think royally, that would think clearly and positively that you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You have the solutions. And so today we dig into the kingdom war chest for answers. We, we dig into your war chest and we ask that you would go before us, that you would surround us night and day that you would fill us with a spirit of might, of truth, of revelation, of wisdom, of understanding. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill us with everything we need for today's issues and for tomorrow's issues. That you would give us abundant joy, abundant life, abundant health, abundant energy, abundant wisdom. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill us with joy and your hope that we would always remember that we are royalty. We are royalty. We are not slaves. We are royalty in your kingdom, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, bless you guys today. We're going to enjoy some royal coffee together. And uh, go and remind someone that they're royalty. Tell them they look good and smell good. Even if they don't, just give them a good word of knowledge. And uh, bless you guys. See you next week.